Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Proverbs 31 Women Podcast. We are about to start another episode of the Table for One series, and I am so excited to be giving, just giving it to you guys. We're going to go through the second chapter of the book of Ruth, and um, it is one of the most beautiful, intimate chapters of the Bible. And it represents a godly relationship, so I'm excited for us to dive into that today. I know that um, the podcast episodes, like whenever I publish them, they've been kind of um, uh, not like consistent with the days because I used to do every Sunday. But since school and everything, it's been a little busy, so I apologize for that. But you're getting a new episode today, so uh, <laughs> let's count that as a win. Um, I'm going to open up my Bible app to Ruth chapter 2. Just give me a minute. I am currently in one of the parking garages on campus at CSU. So I'm using, I'm, I don't have my like physical Bible with me. So give me a minute. I'm trying to look for the book of Ruth. It is the Old Testament after Judges. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So you guys, this is the big like the big beautiful part of this story this is my favorite chapter of the book of Ruth um plus the ending is really good too but this is the pivotal moment because this is when Ruth meets Boaz spoiler alert yes she does meet Boaz and like we're gonna be talking about a few things but something that we really are gonna focus on is the character of Boaz because I think what we often forget as women of God is that we need to set our standards for the men of God, for the man of God that will enter our lives, but we need to abide by those standards and not um, compromise. Because if God gives you standards that you know that are from him, that will ultimately honor your walk with him, then don't compromise on them. So Kayla, what do you mean by that? Okay, when I talk about standards, I don't mean he has to be six foot five, he has to have green eyes, and he has to have curly hair. No, those are your preferences, but I don't think you should base the man that you want to be with solely on that, or on that at all. Like, I understand if you like someone that has blue eyes, or is tall, or short, I don't know, but I'm telling you guys that your standards should reflect the heart. And what I mean is a man that puts God first, a man that honors his mother because the way that he talks to his mother is going to be the way he talks to you. That's something that my dad has taught me and is something that has been very true. A man that is honest, that that, um, when you ask him something that you know that he's honoring God by telling the truth, a man that isn't lazy but is a hard worker that will, you can see as being the priest and provider and protector of your home um so anyways there's a lot that goes into your standards but the reason why that I'm mentioning it this is because Ruth didn't compromise um she came from a land that promoted um multiple gods and idols and she left that life behind and she went onward to something new and the new life that she began Boaz happened to be there and 
God designed it that way. So anyways, let's get into this beautiful love story. Um, Again, Ruth chapter 2, verse 1. Now Naomi had a relative on her husband's side, a man of standing from the clan of Emelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth, the Moabite, said to Naomi, Let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favor. So, pause. Ruth thought that she wasn't even worthy enough to pick her own grain. She wanted to pick up leftovers. That's how, that gives us um, insight of how foreigners from her area were looked down upon. Naomi said to her, go ahead, my daughter. So she went out, entered a field, and began to glean behind the harvesters. As it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz. Ha ha ha. God. Ooh, there's God, you know, just it happened to be Boaz's field, who was from the clan of Imelech. Just then, Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you, they answered. Boaz asked the overseer of his harvesters, what does that young woman belong, or who does that young woman belong to? The overseer replied, she is the Moabite who came back from Moab with Naomi. She said, please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters. She came into the field and has remained here from morning till now, except for, except for a short rest in the shelter. So Boaz said to Ruth, my daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field and don't go away from here. Stay here with the women who work for me. Watch the field where the men are harvesting and follow along after the women. I have told the men not to lay a hand on you. Ooh, go ahead, Boaz. And whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the water jars the men have filled. At this, she bowed down with her face to the ground. She asked him, Why have I found such favor in your eyes that you notice me, a foreigner? Boaz replied, I have been told all about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you left your father and mother and your homeland and came to live with a people you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. May I continue to find favor in your eyes, my Lord, she said. You have put me at ease by speaking kindly to your servant, though I do not have the standing of one of your servants. At mealtime, Boaz said to her, come over here, have some bread and dip it in the wine vinegar. When she sat down with the harvesters, he offered her some roasted grain. She ate all she wanted and had some left over. As she got up to glean, Boaz gave orders to his men, let her gather among the sheaves and don't reprimand her. Even pull out some stalks for her from the bundles and leave them for her to pick up and don't rebuke her. So Ruth gleaned in the field until evening. Then she threshed the barley she had gathered and it amounted to be um, a substantial amount. She carried it back to town and her mother-in-law saw how much she had gathered. Ruth also brought out and gave her what she had left over after she had eaten enough. Her mother-in-law asked her, where did you glean today? Where did you work? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. Then Ruth told her mother-in-law about the one at whose place she had been working. The name of the man I worked with today is Boaz, she said. The Lord bless him, Naomi said to her daughter-in-law. He has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead. She added, that man is our close relative. He is one of our guardian redeemers. Then Ruth the Moabite said, he even said to me, stay with my workers until they finish harvesting all my grain. I promise, guys, we're almost done. Verse 22. 
Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, it would be good for you, my daughter, to go with the women who work for him because in someone else's field, you might be harmed. So back in that time, just to give you guys a little context, a lot of the women that worked in the big fields um, in that time were sexually harassed by one of the overseers or just um, any of the male workers. So um, that is why Naomi is referencing this. So Ruth stayed close to the women of Boaz to glean until the barley and wheat harvest were finished and she lived with her mother-in-law. Okay, that is the end of Ruth chapter 2. Um, I made sure to highlight some things that really stuck out to me and this is going to go along with this um, episode when we're talking about standards and um, I guess in relationships um, with looking, I guess, I don't want to say looking for the right guy, but when a guy tries to slide in your DMs or... <laughs> so 21st century um for lack of a better word sliding in your dms trying to you know shoot his shot whatever this these are the kind of things that you have to look at okay one of them being does he fit my standards does he look at my heart and the things that I do for people, or does he look at just the outside appearance? Because, girl, I promise you, when you are 80 years old, you are not going to look like how you look like now. So get that picture of out of your mind that looks solely matter. Looks do not, like, that should not be the basis of, or the foundation of a relationship is if you're attracted to someone or the way that you look I understand it is God wants us to take care of our temple he wants us to take care of ourselves temple meaning body and I understand that you don't want to just look like some I don't know I don't know whatever you reference as looking busted I understand if you don't want to look like that but what I am saying is that shouldn't be the core of who you are the core of who you are should be the woman that the woman of God that the Lord wants you to be and your worth should be in him so that should be the foundation of your heart who God says that you are who God has created you to be whether it's whether it's just loving others and just being God's representative and just in your workplace just being a light in the midst of darkness or at school it shouldn't be based on what new outfit I you know the new fit I wore to school or how I did my hair or how I laid my edges. No, like, girl, I understand. Like, that stuff is fun, but it should not be the the foundation of your self-esteem and your self-worth. I know that was kind of a little tangent, but I had to get into that because this world tries to tell us one thing, but we need to be of God and we need to believe what God says. So, anyways... I want us to go to, I was going to say verse, that's why they're like, and then I just stopped. I'm trying to find, okay, okay, okay. So when I was talking about, you know, when we're deciding if a certain guy that's trying to pursue us, if he is, if he is, yeah, if he is, Kayla, you guys, I'm sorry, it's early, it's 7.30 in the morning, and if my words are tripping, (laughs) please excuse me, um, what was I going to say? When a guy is trying to pursue us, we need to decide if they're even worth our time. So like I said earlier, do they look at our heart? And obviously Boaz does for Ruth. 
I'm trying to find the verse that he said. Okay. So Ruth is asking him, you know, why are you even talking to me? Why she thinks that he's wasting his time? Because in this time period, foreigners were looked down upon, especially from the area that Ruth was from, because they were um, a a polyistic society, which is a society that believes in multiple gods. But verse 20, Boaz said, um, not verse 20. Oh my gosh, you guys. I'm okay. Let me find it because, okay. So Ruth says in verse 10, actually not verse 20. She asked him, why have I found such favor in your eyes that you notice me a foreigner? And Boaz said, I've been told all about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you left your father and mother and your homeland and came to live with a people that you did not know before. Okay, let's pause. Boaz didn't say, because, you know, you look good and, you know, I like looking at beautiful women in my field. Uh Uh-uh. Boaz said, because I heard of the sacrificial love and decision that you decide to you decided to make for your mother-in-law now if a man is saying that to me i'm gonna be like okay he is not like any other dude that has tried to slide in my dms or you know someone that isn't worthy of my time boaz obviously is showing his character he's showing that he's someone that looks into the heart so check off your standards list or in case Ruth checked off her standards list and she was like, this is a man of God. This is somebody that has good character. Okay. And another thing that shows Boaz's character is that he's talking to the overseers and he says, um, he says, um, let me see. Let her gather among the sheaves and don't reprimand her. So don't, I guess if she makes a mistake, don't, I guess, yell at her or punish her in in a mean way, I guess. Like, um, you guys know what I mean. Like, don't be over, uh, I guess, real strict with her. Like, make sure, like, if, you know, there's enough that she can grab it. And basically just looking out for Ruth, looking out for her reputation and, um, just saying that, you know, he, it, this chapter shows the character of Boaz and how much he wants to protect Ruth and how he, he even says, um, that she can gather along with the other ladies, that she doesn't have to go in another field, um, because he knows how people will view her and he wants her to be safe. So the fact that Boaz takes strives to do that is truly amazing. Um, so going back what I said with the standards, and we're going to be closing out pretty soon. I want you, after this episode, if you have not already, I want you to make a list of standards. Now, this list, I don't want you guys to say this is... Um, the end-all be-all like if you meet somebody that checks off you know a few things off your list but not everything I don't want you to be like this isn't the man of God for me blah 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 like if you know in your heart that the man of God when you do meet him and he you know passes the assessment of he's a man of God he will love me he will cherish me the way that God wants him to if you know that in your heart then he is the man of God for you 
but I think it is I think it is wise to make your standards so then when a certain guy comes along you can be able to reference that and say you know what he doesn't love God he doesn't love his family he doesn't um he doesn't look at my heart he only looks at the outwards if you know that and you can reference you know back to your standard sheet that's why I want you to make that that's why I want you to have that because if you don't have a clear vision of what you want in a godly man then you'll just settle for anybody and we are given a beautiful example of what a godly man is and that is Boaz and as women of God especially if you are in your 20s if you're a young adult listening to this It is hard because we are surrounded with a lot of guys that are, (sighs) college is a lot of the party life, a lot of just, it's not really commitment. And we need to have a reference of what it is to be a godly man. And we have that in Boaz, Um, like an example of a godly man, and that is Boaz. And And I know that God gave us the story so that we can look back at it so that we can read it and be like you know what there's hope for me there is a man of God out there for me because if Ruth had it being a foreigner coming from a society that was pagan that you know was not I guess quote-unquote worthy then we have some hope because we know that God can make a way for anybody no matter our background no matter if you lost your virginity as I was, you know, saying in the other podcast, the episode before or the other podcast, the other episode uh, before this, there's hope for you because you can reclaim that in Jesus name. You have a future in Jesus name. There is a man for you in Jesus name that will honor God that you don't have to settle for. Ladies, let let this year be the year of not settling, of not compromising. And let us strive to be young women that love God, that chase after who he is. And at the right moment, we will meet our Boaz. This, it will just happen because God's timing is the best. And I believe that God's timing was beautifully demonstrated in chapter 2 of the book of Ruth. And um, I'm about to close this episode off in prayer and... Um, Whoever you are listening to this, thank you. Thank you for clicking on to this podcast. Um, I'm honestly so excited for what God is doing in this series. And um, I know it's not your stereotypical purity, singleness, love um, podcast series. But I'm glad it isn't just your typical one. Because I'm talking to women that are anything but typical. But you are extraordinary and beautiful. So Father God, I thank you for this beautiful person listening to this podcast. I pray that they would know that they're loved, that they are deeply rooted in who you are and that their worth is found in you. It's not found in their looks. It's not found in how much, you know, makeup they put on or how their hair looks or, you know, the best new shoes they put on, but that they would know that it is the inner beauty of their heart is what stands out. And I thank you that the right man of God will be able to see that and say, you know what? I want her. I want to pursue her because she loves God. She wants more of God. And I want us to grow together. And I want us to run this race side by side. 
God, I pray for the man, the man that you've created for this specific person listening to this. Let them know that they're loved. All right, my lady, you are beautiful. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Go out into this world and reflect the gospel. Be the light in the midst of the darkness and just spread more of who God is. In Jesus' name, you are loved. Bye.